everyone, it's Leanne from the Alberta Motorcycle Safety Society, and welcome to Think Bike, a podcast about all things motorcycle and the voice of motorcycle safety and awareness in Alberta. We will talk to you about everything from tips and myths on gear, maintenance, techniques, education, and so much more with our very informed guests. So thank you for joining us today. On today's podcast, we're going to tackle an education side of things with our special guest, Trevor Deck from Too Cool Motorcycle School in Calgary. How are you today, Trev? I am fantastic. I am you know, so happy to have you back. Day more closer to riding. Well, thank you for <laughs> this is this is a real treat to get to do this. So thank you so much. Uh, you know what you you've always been there for us from the beginning. We try and support you guys however we can. We're going to keep building that relationship. But the one thing I know that I wanted to talk to you about on this episode revolves around off road training. You're one of the few schools that I personally know of that does off-road training for adults. I know there's like the Honda Junior Red Riders that start with little kids, but for adults like me, and I know you're like, hey, you have a scrambler now, you should come do an off-road course with us. You do about one or two a year? Uh, we, depending on the schedule, uh, we try to go, let's say maybe three to five a year. Perfect. We do it on days that we don't run our basic course. We teach out of McMahon Stadium, so if the stamps play, for some reason we can't ride in the parking lot with all those cars. <laughs> I don't know what the case is, but we get in the way of the pilot. Just kidding. So we, we try to do anywhere, let's say, from three to five, one-day type of dirt days, we call them, or off-road school. Perfect. So explain to people what off-road riding is, because like from my perspective, that's anything that isn't on pavement. Well, you're exactly right. You know, I think the stat, it's somewhere close to 35% of the, the roads in the world are paved, leaving so much opportunity. And for myself, before I got into off-road riding, is out, you know, Highway 22 by Bragg Creek. I'd go down there and I'd see the Powderfest Trail on my sport bike or whatever it is. I'm like, hmm. What's up that way? Ah, uh, gravel. Well, I'm not doing gravel on this bike and turn around. And always in, in my mind, it's like, what, what's over there? It's kind of because I love the roads, love all that stuff. And then I, I had an opportunity. I didn't have an off-road bike. So my friend Canute, God rest his soul, he loaned me his F650. I went to Blackfoot and I took their one-day BMW uh, school and uh, a pretty taxing school, lots of stuff to do that one day. But I left with some foundational techniques that made a huge difference just a short time later. Because just after taking that school, I went on the Powder Face Trail and there was one section, it was downhill, it was in the shade, so it's kind of made there's still a little bit of snow on some points there and some ice. And I'm like, okay, what do I do to get down this hill? And I remember my training. I'm like, oh, I just do this, this, and this. And I went down there, and yeah, I was uh, I was a little terrified as per se because anything you do for the true first time with no coaches around, nobody. Of course, I'm riding by myself. Not the best thing to do. Probably best to go with someone or have a spot locator on there. But I got down to the bottom, like, oh my gosh. Like, here I am, I'm teaching basic skills since 1991. You know, going out on the road, it's a different skill set than driving on the road. We all kind of, uh, kind of some of us know that some of us don't when we get into this sport. But off-road, it's, it's 
a certain amount of skills necessary to handle situations that will come and, and arise in front of you and how you, you can, their thought process is going to slow down and then use what you've learned to safely get you through that. And when I got back onto the pavement with, with all that stuff in off-road, it, it was just the time when race city shut down. So I wasn't racing anymore. And the feeling I got from racing and I got back onto the asphalt and I was going to speed limit, it just felt amazing. And I remember getting off that, that powder face gel for the first time. And I'm like, that's it. That's the feeling that I've been missing ever since the racetrack because it's just 100% concentration and you have to let the bike do what it's designed to do. But if you don't know what it's designed to do, gosh, is it just torment you and you're fighting it the whole way and you get on asphalt and realize, man, this is easy. Yeah, I... I can absolutely relate to you on that. It's like every time I try something new on a motorcycle, it's like I fall in love with it again. And I have friends down in in Missoula, Montana, who took me trail riding for the first time over like in the in their low mountains there. And we got back and uh, my best friend's husband looks at me and says, you didn't look like you were having fun at all. (laughs) Like it was it was the most fun I had. But then you took that kind of experience and created the Off-Road Academy at Too Cool. What can somebody expect from the Off-Road Academy? Walk me through that day. Yeah, so after taking the BMW course and getting the opportunity to, to teach alongside John Ross McCraig, God rest his soul, at Blackfoot for a few years and a few other amazing instructors there, is uh, I, then I then real, enrolled in a course down at Rawhide and I took the two day course, which is the BMW course done in two days. I'm like, okay, how did they do a two day format uh, from a one day format? And it was fantastic. Uh, it was just paced very well. Cause I found with the BMW course, there was a lot, like I was saying, very taxing on that one day and you're pretty darn tired at the end of it. And this, they, they just broke it up well. And that, that actually caused me to come back to our school and take our weekend basic course and switch it over two weekends and make it only four and a half hours a day, not nine hours each day for people. Oh, I didn't know you did that. It's like those courses when they're crammed into two and a half days, it's, you are right. You get tired and that's just to learn how to ride a motorcycle, let alone all the off-road stuff. It's true. And I had my former partner said, no, we're not going to do that. I said, no, I know what people need. They, they, they think they can do it in two days. And there's a small percentage you can do no problem, but gosh, wouldn't it be nice to just split it up? If you're a morning person, come in the morning. If you're afternoon, come in the afternoon. Then you still have your weekend left to go get supplies and spend time with your family. And it's, it's hard when you, you know, first meet a person. So I thought, you know what, we're going to take this to the off-road. We're going to do a day, but I'm going to call it sort of in my mind, I call it the, the BMW junior course. Okay. So I'm going to teach you all the basic foundational movements and confidence exercises that I learned in the, the full day or double day course. And I just kind of trimmed it down a little bit going, okay, what are we trying to do in this? We just want someone the end, at the end of the course to be comfortable if they had to go into a gravel parking lot, turn down a gravel road, and just, you know, go through the coolies. And for me, it's just two minutes north of my door in Calgary. I just, 
had no idea some of those amazing roads were right there. And now you go out there with a confidence of what to expect the bike to do under certain situations. And of course, in that course, you're just learning stuff you need to continue practicing, just like our basic course. So we, we just coach you through the opportunity of we, we just go up into a gravel parking lot at university Calgary here. We spend some time there. Then we have a nice lunch and then let's go get comfortable being on a gravel road. So we're trying at the end of it to feel comfortable at 60 to 80 K in gravel. Then when people get back on the asphalt, they're like, is this so easy on asphalt? So what would be some of those key important factors that you're teaching them on that day because i've accidentally hit a gravel road at 100 kilometers an hour and it kind of there was a sphincter factor in that for yeah, sure and i slowly there, slowed down sure. and got myself out of it but what are some of those key factors about handling a bike in that unsuspecting gravel or deep gravel or just the basic gravel road or what what do you what do the students take away from that day it's really understanding that once you go into gravel, the bike has to lean its frame before the handlebars turn in that direction. Because if you think of the front tire and the handlebars as, let's say, almost like a boat in the rudder. And if you ask traction, let's say on normal asphalt, if you push steer, where you're going to push it causes the frame of the bike to lean and then the front tire will turn in that direction due to the shape of the tire. But if you're pushing the front end, but the traction surface available gives on you, it's a whole different type of feeling. So we go more into the lean the frame and allow the handlebar to turn the way the actual bike is wanting to lean. And then there's no force felt on the tire that it, it's, it's a more natural movement for way the bike is designed to move with this type of surface. So some people call it peg steering, you know, just frame steering. It's just a, the whole idea that, hey, before I let the handlebars turn in that direction, let's push down on the left foot peg, pull up with the right outside knee on the gas tank, almost like you're popping a cap off a Coke bottle. That causes the frame to lean. And then you'll feel it effortless that the handlebars will want to turn in that direction. So it's a completely different set of physics than on the street. Like the street, you're kind of, like you said, that push steering and the physics just work for that. But now you're kind of shifting yourself to have a different set of physics work for you. You think about when you're off-road, the back tire starts the whole idea changing direction. Mm-hmm. run the, the street where you have such great traction the front tire can start the actual movement that makes complete is, sense and it's it, and then you get into gravel situations like we teach we used to teach mid-march we used to start at a driving school mid-march and now we kind of say, well there's we started pushing it to april and of course by the time the sweets street sweepers come along it's it's well into may almost june for some some areas so what we, we show everybody is another very important technique to increase traction when the traction surface might be a little suspect. Mm-hmm. And that's how you use the rear brake, 
whether it be drum and especially disc, to actually push the frame down to give you more traction, opening up your tires a little bit. So when you go over top of gravel making a turn, you have a lot more traction. I always relate to students that said, hey, if you're, if you're changing direction and you're on a concrete block, no big deal. But how would you change it if you were in a gravel alleyway and you had to make the same turn with your two feet? So we've already done the hardest thing for a human is learn how to walk. Riding a bike is just the second hardest thing, supposedly, because we have two, two other feet. But once you understand that, hey, I can use my rear brake to bring a little extra traction load just by the way it's designed. So it allows the handlebar to steer. It's, it's uh, I'm not going to say a no-brainer because it takes some thought that, hey, I see this. I have to apply this technique. And that's why we show and spend so much time using the rear brake and slow turns that when we have our riders go out, well, there's no issue with gravel. That's why I thought, geez, we get this little single day course where we can practice, you know, standing up, getting used to where the foot location is, how to get the, the actual frame to lean to change direction through little serpentines, like nothing super challenging. Cause if you're riding gravel roads, you're not really doing super tight turns. It's okay to practice that. So once you take like, say our basic junior course, let's say that allows you to go, okay, I'm happy where I'm at. Or you know what? I feel I should challenge myself a little bit more. Then you go take Blackfoot's course or Rawhide's course. And then you can further and start niching into where you want to go. I don't want to go up shale single pass anymore. I've gone through the Baja. I remember the second day I'm bleeding out my hands. I'm like, oh my gosh, like I ride every single day and this is tormenting. Like kind of what happened to you. And then, you know, by the time I got down to Cabo, I didn't want to ride anymore. I'm like, I'm giving up riding. That's it. And then two days later, I'm like, oh, I wish I could just go back. <laughs> and, uh, you know, then I went to the Mojave Desert, which was, it was a piece of cake then. Now I knew a little bit more. I came out a little bit different. I just had a whole different mindset and philosophy and, and a trust with the motorcycle. And all of a sudden that, that worry became more of, I'm still nervous. I'm not, I'm not going to lie to you. I'm still nervous when I ride off-road because it's always something happening. There's no point where you can just relax unless you stop, look around, shut off the engine. We call it our 23-second moment, not just to get your breath back, but just enjoy where you're at, who you, how you got there and who you're with, and then carry on. So taking more rests, so important. Enjoy where you are, but it's so enjoyable, just like from basic training. And as you take further schools like I am, like I'm wearing a shirt cornering. This is from California Superbike to understand what the bike needs from you. And that's what our course is. It's just, we show you how to stop on gravel. And if you use those gravel stopping techniques out on the road, which we have changed our basic course to incorporate, we're stopping on average a foot to two feet sooner than we did before, just by body position. Now, yeah. I've never known that unless I took a course. No, and that's perfect. So who like I'm just thinking of people who would benefit from this type of course like if I wanted to consider getting in some more off-road riding like this with this junior type level course would be a great stepping stone to, to if you really want to if you feel that it might be right for you you know that's such a great question and I'm going to go back into a study that was done called the Hurt Report many years yes. ago. Yes, we all know the Hurt Report. Yeah. 
So we have a thousand motorcycle crashes in Northern California. What they found in one of the studies that someone with a little dirt experience are far underrepresented in today's what they used to call accident, which we call collision studies now. So not all of us, like myself, I was so blessed that dad, announced to my mom, uh, at three years old, put me on a dirt bike, um, you know, just, just west of the QE2, and we just went for There was no fences out there. And you just kind of learn how the bike moves but even then, I didn't realize what was going on. You just kind of learn how to ride through it and okay, whatever. And then when you get on the road and you feel the back end kick out or the front end side, it, the biggest thing is people do abrupt things. They, they overreact. How many times have you driven along? And today, for instance, myself, I'm driven along. My wife's, you know, doing stuff on the phone as I'm taking her off to work. And the snow had covered the lights. So you couldn't see if it was red or now I look up, I'm like, oh my gosh, and that first initial hit caused the, the, the actual car to dive down. And of course, she looks up and I'm like, that was so stupid of me. Why wasn't I looking? Why didn't I start my initial braking a little bit smoother and at it? And I just got caught in the moment. Then I had to reset myself just like I've done on my bike a few times, find my mantra, refocus, and go back and try to be as smooth as I can. And I was, I was better on the way there. Uh, but it's all the little things like that. And to get a little bit of that dirt experience, you don't, you don't abruptly apply the brakes or the throttle on or off or how you move. That's what the proper foundation and the, and the thing we concentrate on is showing you how to practice correctly. Because mm-hmm. practice doesn't make perfect. Perfect practice makes permanent. And that, I didn't come up with that. That was Ken Hill from the MR Champ School. I've that's, heard that in a, from a few different people who have led schools for motorcycle training. That is a phrase that gets used a lot up here too. So, yeah. There's I'd, a lot of parallels in the best schools in the world. Oh, absolutely. Sure. And I mean, that whole thing about like learning how to brake properly or that feel of that back tire. I mean, those kids that grow up in the dirt become some of the best street riders you have out there. It's true. You know, when I was at the Salt Flats, I had asked one of the top female racers down there when I had the Daytona down there, I was just asking her how I can get better at those higher speeds. And first thing she said was go play in the dirt, you know, learn how the bike moves. So, you know, if it's okay that that back end's going a bit versus you're in trouble. You know, it's, it's disheartening. You know, yeah, we come from the asphalt and we don't realize how stable the bike is. Mm-hmm. And then we get into a little ground. It's like, Oh, and, and that's what I, I still find myself fighting a little bit is holding on to the handlebars too tight. One thing I say, yep. the basic school to everybody, everybody, these are called handlebars, not hold on for dear life bars. Yeah, I know. I'm the same way. But uh, thank you very much for giving us some insight into the Off-Road Academy that you have at Too Cool. That's like one of the many courses that you offer there. Thank you for always being such a great support for us. And we hopefully are always a great support for you as well. We're going to wrap up this podcast um, with a big thank you to Trevor Deck for his time once again. And to make sure you don't miss out on any of our upcoming podcasts or listen to previous ones, make sure you click on subscribe or follow wherever you get your podcast ear candy from. If there's a topic you'd like us to cover or a guest that you think would be great on the show, let us know. How? Well, we're on all of the socials or you can get to us through our website at ab-amss.org. Always remember to ride smart, ride safe, and think bike. We'll see you out on the road or the off-road.